Did you know that it's extremely common for adults to fall behind in their daily intake of magnesium? That means their muscles, nerves, bones, and energy production doesn't run as efficiently as it should. Well, now you can get the magnesium your body craves in easy-to-take, eco-friendly capsules from Organifi. Organifi's essential magnesium gives you a daily dose of high-absorption magnesium glycinate in easy-to-take capsules that are gentle on your stomach and strong on support for your body and mind. Combined together, Essential Magnesium and Organifi Gold make a great pre-sleep duo, helping you get the rest and nutrition your body needs. Each Organifi blend is science backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers. And the best part is that you can experience Organifi's high-quality products without breaking the bank. Head over to www.organifi.com slash best of you and use code best of you for 20% off your entire order. That's www.organifi.com slash best of you. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Allison and I'm so glad you're here to discover what brings out the best of you. This podcast is all about breaking free from painful patterns mending the past and discovering our true selves in God. I can't wait to get started as we learn together how to become the best version of who we are with God's help. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Best of You podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation today. It's all about self Worth. Now, self-worth can sound like one of those kind of self-helpy buzzwords, but the truth is that a sense of self-worth is foundational to becoming a whole person psychologically and spiritually. It's a key concept in the field of psychology, and it's a key concept in the story of creation and redemption all throughout the Bible. Self-worth gets out some of the most important fundamental questions we ask of ourselves— Does my life have inherent worth? Do I have value? Do I have a unique purpose? Does it matter that I'm here? Our sense of self-worth gets at our inherent dignity, our value, and our purpose. And it's foundational to living a beautiful life, a whole life, the kind of life God designed us to enjoy. The truth is that most of us really struggle to see ourselves as having that inherent worth, that inherent value. We see it in other people. We see it and honor it in our friends. We see it and honor it in the people we serve. We see it in our own kids, and we try to instill it in our own kids. But it's really hard sometimes to see it in ourselves. So on one hand, we struggle to really experience and inhabit and live from a place of recognizing our own worth and our own value. But on the other extreme, we see a false version of this idea of self-worth presented to us often in the media and in the culture around us, where this idea of self-worth gets conflated with ego and arrogance and entitlement and even narcissism, which is in fact the opposite of a healthy sense of self-worth. Healthy self-worth is a nuanced concept that is so crucial, again, to living this life that God has for us. It involves a really balanced and honest assessment of our own strengths, our own talents, our own interests, the things we excel at, the areas where we feel useful and purposeful, and the, the things we want to bring into this world as a child of God. 
Healthy self-worth also includes a recognition of where we fall short or where we may have limitations or blind spots or even imperfections. When we have a healthy sense of self-worth, we see both. Really, honestly, we celebrate the gifts we've been given. We delight in leaning into our potential. And we also are aware of where we fall short and our limitations. And we're aware of that without shame. When we find and discover a healthy sense of self-worth, it helps us in four key areas. Number one, it helps us tap into our God-given potential. We find the confidence to pursue our natural talents, the talents and gifts and abilities God has given us. We use our time and we make decisions in a way that aligns with how God made us. And we experience a deep satisfaction in finding purpose in our lives. Number two, it helps us establish healthy boundaries. When I have a strong sense of my worth and my value, I am less inclined to let other people take advantage of me or treat me poorly. I'm able to say no when I need to say no or separate myself from other people's harmful ways. Number three, a healthy sense of self-worth empowers me to care well for myself. I think of Jesus's commandment when he says to love others as yourself. When we value ourselves, we work to take care of our bodies and our physical health. We work to take care of our emotions and to take care of our mind and to treat ourselves with compassion instead of from that guilt-tripping inner critic that so often wants to rear up. And lastly, a healthy sense of self-worth empowers us to create healthy relationships with others. Because when we have a sense of our own worth and what we have to contribute, we will seek out healthy two-way relationships with other people that are built on mutual respect, where we are valuing other people in the same way that we expect them to value us. A healthy sense of self-worth is deeply biblical. We see the roots of it in Genesis 1.27 when we read that God created us in his image. We are made to bear the image of God. We have inherent dignity as a result of being made in the image of God. Every human being on this planet has inherent dignity and worth. We see it in Psalm 1, 39, 14, when the psalmist praises God in awe that he is fearfully and wonderfully made. And a sense of self-worth honors that. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, God. Thank you for that gift. Help me steward it well. And then again, in Matthew 10, 29 to 31, when Jesus talks about how not even a sparrow will fall to the ground outside the Father's care, and that you and I are each worth more than many sparrows, our God places value on us. And then finally, Ephesians 2, 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our lives have purpose. We have inherent dignity. We have inherent value. And we were created for a purpose. Our lives matter. We impact the world around us. We impact other people. And the more we understand the depth of our worth, I'm convinced the more we will unlock more of God's goodness in the world 
around us. And so for today's episode to talk all about this idea of self-worth, of worthiness, I thought of no one better to speak on the topic than Jamie Kern Lima, whose new book, Worthy, How to Believe You Are Enough and Transform Your Life, is all about recovering a sense of your worth. Jamie Kern Lima is a New York Times bestselling author of Believe It, and she's the founder of It Cosmetics, which is a company she started in her living room that has grown to become the largest luxury makeup brand in the country. Jamie's story is a stunning example of the fact that self-worth is never found in external accomplishments or achievements. It's not found in earning other people's approval or worldly accolades. She talks about how she achieved so many things in her external life only to discover that she did not have a healthy sense of self-worth. Jamie was given away at birth and adopted and has been on a lifelong journey of learning to believe she's worthy, lovable, and enough. She's been a Denny's waitress, a struggling entrepreneur. She's lived a lifelong journey of rejections and has battled her way through years of self-doubt, body doubt, and God doubt. Her brand new book, Worthy, walks us through step-by-step how to recover a healthy sense of self-worth. Jamie is the mother of two and an active philanthropist who is donating 100% of her author proceeds for both Worthy and Believe It. Please enjoy this conversation about self-worth with Jamie Kern Lima. I am thrilled to have you here with me today. I read your first book. I listened to it actually on Audible. I loved it. And I'm so thrilled about this new book all about being worthy. Yes. Here you are, this successful CEO, entrepreneur, New York Times bestselling author. And I just am curious if you struggled with self-worth back then. How did you see yourself Mm. back in those early days when you were a younger version of yourself? And and what did that look like for you? Yeah, I have struggled with self-worth my entire life. And I want to say, by the way, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be having this talk with you and sharing it with everyone in the audience. And it's for me, self-worth is the one thing that like changes everything in our entire lives, our relationships, our goals and dreams, how fulfilled we are. And I kind of learned it the hard way. And then I relearned it after achieving all these things that the world tells me is what success looks like and got to this point in my life where I realized there's such a big difference between self-confidence and self-worth. Realized I had achieved all these things, right? Sold my business for a billion dollars and all these things and had lunch with Oprah and just all these different things that I felt so confident at the time but I was still stuck in certain areas of my life and I was still sabotaging things and I still didn't feel enough because what I didn't realize is I had achieved a lot and done all these things that build self-confidence, which is largely based on external things. But underneath it all, I hadn't yet learned to feel truly worthy and truly enough. And you know, as we speak right now, like 80% of women don't believe they're enough. Uh, 75% of female executives deal with imposter syndrome. 91% of girls and women don't love their bodies. I mean, the, the numbers are staggering. And I am growing up so often didn't feel enough. I was adopted and my parents worked a lot. And I always kind of had labeled myself words like abandoned or rejected. And But I always felt like I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's God whispering to me, like, you are here to do great things. Like you are here 
for purpose. And, and I always felt that even as a little girl. And so I had this kind of drive in me to kind of decide, okay, where I come from doesn't have to determine where I'm going and all of those things. And I had these big goals, but for anyone listening to us, who's like a people pleaser or a perfectionist, you might relate to this. I, for so long, believe the lie that if I can just achieve enough, then I'll be enough, then I'll feel enough. And so, you know, a big part of why I wrote the book Worthy is because when people see my story and they think, oh, it's a fairy tale. She went from Denny's waitress to billion dollar company. But so much of my life, I actually, like my real story is a girl who did not believe in herself or believe she was enough and had to learn how. And, you know, in my journey, there were so many moments I almost doubted myself out of my own destiny or I did. And so I always had that kind of deep knowing, which, you know, when I pray or get still, I feel like my, I can hear it in my soul. And my, you know, I feel like that's how God talks to me. And I always knew I could do great things. I, I, you know, was worthy of, you know, being the first person in my family to work really, really, really hard and go to college and all of those things. And then what I feel like happens in life, or at least happened to me for sure, is I believed a lot of the lies that lead to self-doubt and that are in our head and our thoughts. And I, I, I just thought, okay, I feel like I'm not enough because I haven't done enough yet or achieved enough. And so I worked really hard, eventually paid my way through school, doing lots of different jobs. And then, you know, was in my, what I thought was my dream job in television news, interviewing other people. And I, I got a real serious skin condition called rosacea. For some people, it's pretty mild and there's, it's hereditary and there's no cure for it. But for me, it would, I get these big red bumps and patches all over my face. And it was at one point close to ending my news career. Cause every time I'd be live on the air, I would hear my producer say, there's something on your face. You've got to wipe it off. And I went through this big season of setback and self-doubt. But what I know is so often in life, our setbacks are actually God's setups <laughs> for what we're called to do. And long story short, I ended up taking a big chance and launching a business in my living room called It Cosmetics and you know, went through years and years and years of hundreds of rejections. It was on teetering on bankruptcy for many years. A lot of people know it now as the success that it is, but it was a hard journey. And along that way, I really... I got to the outcome that I'd always dreamed of. I had, you know, sold the business. I was in Forbes magazine, like all these things were happening. I eventually met Oprah, went to her house for lunch. And here's what I learned um, the hard way, Allison, is that I had a lot of self-confidence then. I had achieved all the things, but underneath it all, I still didn't believe I was enough. And, you know, self-confidence, like I, I like to kind of think of it as, well, it's an internal trait. It's based so much on the external, right? A lot of people think self-confidence and self-worth are the same thing, but self-confidence can fluctuate so easily based on if we're winning or losing or how much of the world's definition of success we have or how we feel we stack up and compare to others or our willingness to try and go for it. And it can fluctuate and it's fragile, but our self-worth, right? The deep internal knowing we are worthy of love and belonging exactly as we are, they're two different things. And yeah. What I learned the hard way through having lunch with Oprah at the very end of it, Allison, this is like my lifelong dream at the very end. And I walked into this lunch so confident, right? I had all this career success and had sold my business for, so I couldn't even imagine the day I was a Denny's waitress selling a company for a billion dollars. Like what, how does that even happen? Like, I know how it happened. I work really hard, <laughs> but I had built a lot of confidence. But when Oprah at the end of this lunch gave me her cell phone number and said, you can call me anytime. I did not call her 
for four years. Mm-hmm. And in that four-year window, I thought, oh, I just, I'm just going to wait till I have the perfect thing to say to her. Then I'll call. Or, oh, I bet everyone wants something from her. I'm going to prove I don't need anything from All these stories I tell myself until one day I realized the real reason I didn't call her was because deep down inside, I did not believe I was worthy yeah. of being her friend. Yeah. And this is what so many of us, you know, and for anyone listening to us right now, like if you've ever had this big goal and you thought, oh, when I finally get that thing, then I'll feel enough, then I'll be happy, then yeah. I'll feel fulfilled. And maybe it's marriage and kids, or it's a certain job title, or it's a six pack abs, whatever it is. And then you work so, so hard, you get the thing. And then what happens? Maybe you're excited and happy for a month or a week or a few hours, but eventually, if underneath it all, you don't have strong self-worth, you'll still feel like something's missing, right? Yeah. And then we work harder and achieve more and more and more. And most people can go their whole lives and never feel like they're enough. And in that moment, when I realized the reason I didn't call Oprah, even though I had what the world tells me should make me feel enough, I didn't feel like I was enough. So I had a lot of self-confidence, yeah. but not self-worth. And when we don't have self-worth, we'll sabotage things like I did with Oprah. We'll stay stuck and not go for things. We won't put our art or ideas out in the world. Or if we have medium self-worth, we'll go for the things and eventually maybe even get them, but we won't feel fulfilled or enough when we arrive there. So that was the moment that I became obsessed with self-worth. And it is why I wrote Worthy because it's packed with 20 tools to really build true self-worth. Our dogs love Sundays. I'm not kidding. One of our dogs was the slowest eater on earth for the first several years of her life. It was painful how long it would take her to eat. The minute we introduced her to Sundays, she just laps it up. She loves it. Sundays is healthy dog food that's easy to store and serve. Most foods are one or the other, but Sundays is both. It's fresh dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients that contains 90% meat, 10% superfoods, and 0% synthetic nutrients. But unlike other fresh dog food, it doesn't require refrigeration or preparation. It's air-dried, so you simply pour and serve. It's so easy. Get 40% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash you or use code bestofyou at checkout. A recent survey found that seven in 10 parents get an average of just three hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year. Moms, you deserve to have quality sleep. And I know one thing that will help. It's Cozy Earth. You can discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code best of you for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology that adapts to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. And they use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. The best part is Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of their products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. They're built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code BESTOFYOU for an exclusive 35% off. The luxury she deserves. Cozy Earth. I love that you're talking about this, Jamie. Even that example, I think we can all relate to that where you have a phone number and you make up all sorts of excuses. 
for not doing it because deep inside, something inside of you, this voice is whispering, you're not good enough. You're not worth that. She doesn't really mean, you know, we can all relate to that on some level. So tell us, how did you overcome that? How did you identify, you know, first of all, you had to become aware of it. We always talk about this, that awareness is the first step to healing. You became aware, oh my gosh, I'm my problem in a way. And then how did you change? Because I think sometimes we know we need to feel a certain way, but we don't. Yeah. So how did you get from where you were to where you knew you needed to be? Yeah. And I I love that you also talk about awareness a lot because I think for a lot of people, even probably listening to us right now, They don't know fully why they're stuck and why they know they have a book inside of them, but they haven't written it. Or they know they want to show up as who they truly are on social media, but they're not quite ready. Or they want to tell the person that they want to be more than just friends. Or they want to get back on the dating app, whatever it might be. And they think, oh, I just got to get more confidence or more skills or more, you know, another degree or any of those things. But none of those build self-worth. And they're just so different. And we're in a world that tells us, I mean, if you look at every commercial on television or ad, they tell us if we get that thing, then we'll be happy, then we'll be enough. And yes, yes, when we work hard to get those things, it's important. Building self-confidence is important and growth and contribution. Those are like the house we build, but our self-worth is the foundation underneath it all. And we're only ever as fulfilled and happy as that rock solid foundation. And so after this had happened and I realized, so the first thing, Allison, is I had that huge epiphany, like, oh my gosh, I'm not calling her, not because I don't have the right thing to say, but because I don't feel I'm worthy of it. And here's what I know to be true is in our life, like we don't become what we want or get what we want. Like we become what we believe we're worthy of. And with our goals and our dreams, and they could be in personal friendships, relationships, we don't rise to what we believe is possible. We we fall to what we believe we're worthy of. We don't soar to our goals and dreams. We stay stuck at our level of self-worth. And I had that huge awareness to describe it as in the words you used. I was like, whoa, that was the moment. And for me, you know, in the book Worthy, I talk about all of these different tools on how to build self-worth right now. And one of them, there's an entire chapter on how you're, if you are a person of faith, and if you actually are going to believe what you say you believe, <laughs> and you're going to believe God's word, like it is the greatest, I think, self-worth hack. Because for me personally, I believe in God, right? And yet I had to ask myself in that moment, is this story that I'm not worthy, is that true? And my mind is telling me, my thoughts are telling me it is. But I remember like literally imagining myself turning down the volume on my thoughts, like a dial on a radio, like turning it down and tuning into what is that knowing, which for me, when I pray and I get still, it's like that still small voice. It's how I hear God. I've never heard God talk to me out loud, but I get that sense, right? Which I kind of call my, it's how how I refer to my own knowing or intuition. And in that moment, I was like, okay, first of all, I know I'm a, I am a great friend. Like I am so worthy of being her friend. She and anyone else would be lucky to be my friend because I'm such a good friend. Like that's what I know for sure. Right. But then our self doubt, like there's a whole section of worthy where I go, 
into all the lies mm. that lead to self-doubt and then like how to ignite those truths that wake up yeah. worthiness. And so that moment when I knew, oh, my mind is telling me I'm not worthy, but my soul, my knowing what God is telling yeah. me is I'm more than worthy. That was the moment I picked up the phone and called her. We ended up teaching a class called The Life You Want this year together. All these things have happened that yeah. almost didn't happen. And ever since I've become obsessed with building self-worth and to share the tip about faith in a moment. Uh, But I just want to say that had I not picked up the phone and called, all the things that have happened since wouldn't have happened. And and I like to share that because I, you know, I'm donating hundred percent of the proceeds of my book. Like none of this is about me. What I'm so passionate about is every person listening to us right now. How are you doubting yourself out of your own destiny (laughs) the way I almost did? Like What things aren't happening now because you haven't picked up the phone or you haven't tuned in and and, and trusted yourself instead of your thoughts that that lead to self-doubt and really building self-worth is the biggest thing. And so when it comes to faith, there is a whole chapter called, Who Are You Really Doubting? And I realized in my life that I know in my soul, and it's been a long journey, many of my years as in my early 20s, I went through like a season of, does God really exist? And a whole season of God doubt in my life. And I was the first person, I have five families because I was adopted. It's a whole thing. I'm the, the first person I'm aware of to ever go to counseling and seek therapy. And it was actually that therapist that said to me, and I don't even know if she has faith. I have no idea. But she said to me, because I was telling her, I'm, I'm feeling like, does God really exist? And you know, this is me in my 20s. And she says, well, what makes you think he can't handle your doubt? If he created the entire universe, what makes you think he can't handle your doubt? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, why don't you try praying and telling him you're doubting him and asking him to show up and prove you wrong? And I was like, okay. And so <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing to even share, but I'm just going to share it in case it's for someone listening to us today that like every time I started praying, right? And this went on for years, whether it was for, you know, I was praying about a friend's health or whatever it might be. At the very end of the prayer, I would say, And God, I'm doubting you exist. So if you could please show up and prove me wrong, be in a shadow of a doubt, I would be so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Like that was how I ended all my prayers. And he started showing up. It didn't happen immediately, but undeniably it happened. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God exists. And so to answer your question about like, what did you do? How did you start building self-worth? Well, one of the tools in the book is a whole chapter called who are you really doubting? And what I realized in my life was I have a strong relationship with Jesus. I believe in my faith so much. I believe, you know, all of these things. And yet, do I really? Because if I'm made in God's image, if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but then I decide I'm not enough. I don't belong in the room. I'm unqualified. Who am I to do this? All those things. What I'm actually doing is believing my own thoughts and doubting God's word. It's so true. We'll say we believe in God. And I even think about it, we're in a relationship, right? That where we're not getting treated the way that we should be treated. And to your quote, this is such a good quote. I want to double click on it because you said we stay stuck at the level of our self-worth. We believe God loves us. We believe we are his beloved children. And that should ripple out into how we show up in our relationships, how we show up in work, how we show up to steward our potential. I love that. And I also want to say, I love your prayer because it reminds me of Peter when Peter says to Jesus, I believe, help my disbelief. 
I trust you. Help my disbelief. The third thing you said, I want to double click on, Jamie. You said I had to pick up the phone and call up. I didn't feel it yet. But there's something there, even in your prayer, like I couldn't necessarily always conjure up the belief in God, or I couldn't necessarily conjure up the belief in myself, but I took the step of action. I just want to highlight that. I, I finally just picked up the phone and call, or I said the prayer. I don't know if I believe this, God, but I'm going to pray it, right? Faith isn't always feeling. <laughs> it doesn't always mean we feel that great belief in God. It doesn't always mean we feel that belief in ourselves, but it does mean acting on what we know to be true. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. The truth is all relationships need work and therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face, whether with friends, colleagues, your significant other, or anyone. Therapy can teach you communication skills. It can teach you assertiveness. If you have trouble advocating for yourself within your relationships, it can be a place you set aside to work through challenges regularly, even in your relationships that are going well. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash best of you today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash best of you. Getting high quality food and household essentials delivered right to my doorstep, whether it's my favorite Dave's Killer Bread, incredible wine, or seventh generation cleaning supplies has been a game changer for me. I love that Thrive Market only allows trusted, top-quality ingredients while restricting thousands of harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high-fructose corn syrup, and more. And with just a few clicks, I can filter out ingredients that I don't want, like gluten or high-sugar content, making it so easy to find the items I need for my family. Best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best of you for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best of you. Thrivemarket.com slash best of you. Right now, every day, I feel like building our self-worth, trusting God's word over our own self-doubt. For me, it's a lifelong journey. It's when I, I still, every single day, you know, when I talk in, in Worthy in the book about every time self-doubt enters my mind and I have thoughts like, I don't belong in this room. Am I going to have anything smart to say? Am I going to add any value? Am I qualified to be here? Whatever those thoughts are. Do I belong in this friend group? Am I enough, right? I will intercept my own self-doubt, mm. literally intercept it and ask myself, who am I going to believe, my own doubt or God's word? Mm. Which one? Because I go deep into this in the book, but for me, this has been kind of a life-changing tool that I believe that the things we call self-doubt, when we let them take root at an identity level, because for a lot of us, we've made so many past mistakes. We think, you know, or past failures or past rejections. And somehow we've let that turn into a story of I'm a rejection or I'm a failure. And they take root at an identity level. And we know that that's not true. When we believe God's word, we know that's not true. So what I always ask myself is like, oh, this self-doubt? If I'm going to trust this self-doubt that I'm not enough and I don't belong here, I intercept it right away and realize self-doubt is 
actually God doubt. Mm -hmm. It's believing my own thoughts and doubting God's word. Self doubt could be God doubt. And for me, I like when I'm about to walk into a room or make a presentation or, you know, walk into a new friendship and meet someone for coffee, we all have different moments we doubt we're enough. And I literally intercept it in that moment mm. and like remind myself of how God made me, remind myself of his word, remind myself of, you know, I'm not walking in alone. I know who I'm walking in with <laughs> and I know whose I am, not just who I am. And I'll just decide to believe that. And I feel like for those of us that do have faith, we have an edge. We have a secret recipe, a secret ingredient that a lot of people don't have when it comes to really hacking the system and building self-worth because we have something we know to be true that we can then turn to and decide to trust when it comes to our own self-worth. And to share one thing also that you had said is for so many of us, we have situations where you know, you use the example of we somehow keep relationships that don't treat us well. And for some of us, those are friendships. For others, it could be romantic relationships. It could be professional relationships. And we keep people in our lives that treat us less well than we deserve. And to your point, you know, our self-worth, when, when I say like, we don't soar to the level of our, our goals and dreams, we stay stuck at the level of our, of our self-worth. That applies to in our friendships, in our relationships, in every area. And when we build our self-worth, it impacts all of it because we attract what we believe are worthy of also. And where I want to go with this that I think is the most important area where we allow people to treat us less than we deserve is our own relationship with ourself. And for so many of us, I know you, you share so many of these amazing topics on your show, but for so many of us, the Things that we say to ourselves when we're not even aware of are things we would never say to another person. A hundred percent. Right. And when you look at like all the data on negativity bias and like, I know one study says that when you're interacting with other people, like or reading negative comments or positive comments on social, whatever it is that you need at least four positive ones for every one negative one, just to be neutral. Well, for everyone listening to us right now, think about the thoughts you have about yourself all day long. Are you at least having four positive things that you are appreciating about yourself for every one that you might think is negative or, or you might critique? And so, you know, in Worthy I Go, there's a whole chapter called Do You See You? And it's how to build that self-love and self-appreciation that we can so easily see in other people, but don't see in ourselves. And how do you build that? Because at an identity level, if you're not at least having four positive thoughts about yourself, and by the way, there's going to be people listening to us that are like, I haven't had a positive thought about myself in a month. You know what I mean? Or a year because it, we're so trained to be so harsh on ourselves. But every time you do that, it chips away at your identity, at your self-worth. And so there's simple things we can do in our lives right now. And there's a famous saying that we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are right? Which is why I like hurt people, hurt people. A lot of people bring their own experiences to how they show up. And one of the tools in the book is just flipping that. And it's saying, instead of, we don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. It's flipping it and saying, okay, we can also see ourselves as things are. Meaning if we are so used to thinking negative about ourselves and have carved deep neural pathways, it's become a habit when we intentionally start seeing the positive in everything, intentionally, 
it becomes so much easier to see it in ourselves. And I'm talking about simple things like waking up and going, wow, these sheets are so soft. This pillow is amazing. Or, or even doing the dishes and instead of being like, oh, being like, wow, the soap lathers. Yeah. I get running water. Exactly. Like just when we yeah. start to, right? And then all of a sudden it, it retrains us to start to start loving the things about ourselves as well. It's so good. To your point, it's so interesting. When we have those negative thoughts, we also can project that, that that's how God sees us, mm. right? I was thinking about that as you're talking. It also applies to God is not sitting there beating us up all day long like we are sitting there beating ourselves up, right? So it's training yourself to see yourself as God sees you too. Absolutely. And I love this, Jamie. Thank you for bringing this to us. I have one question for you. I ask all my guests, which is what is bringing out the very best of you right now? Mm. I lean deep on my faith every single day. Even though I've been obsessed with studying self-worth and there's 20 tools that have been so helpful in the book worthy for me, what brings out the best in me is when I know, oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know who's going before me, making crooked places straight. I know how to pray very quickly. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Put your full arm around me, your crown of favor, right? There's a whole chapter in the book on reframing rejection. And I've learned I'm fearless about rejection now. I have a lot of other stuff I'm working on, but I am fearless about rejection and failure. One of my favorite ways to reframe it, and I believe this is to be true, is either to get rejected and go, okay, I know rejection is God's protection. Like I know that and I believe that. And over time, that always proves right. My other favorite one that I'll share in case someone needs to hear this today, uh, and I go deep into worthy on these tools, but when someone is like maybe betrayed you in your life, or it could be a past failure or rejection or pain, um, or, or a friend who you know pulled the rug out from underneath you or didn't see your value, or it could be a job you applied to and you didn't get it, you wanted it so bad. And for situations like that, like I literally will apply this definition to them, I'll apply this meaning to them. I imagine God saying to me, Oh, you weren't rejected. I hid your value from them because they're not assigned to your destiny. And I believe that. And there's tools like that that help me build my self-worth day by day because I don't think those rejections means I'm a reject. I don't think those failures mean I'm a failure. I believe, oh, you know, no, God just hid my value from that friend who didn't invite me to the party because they're not assigned to my destiny. Like I believe these things and it helps me over time build my identity. And then when I go after all the things I want and all my big goals, I'm able to actually feel fulfilled when I have them because I don't feel like I'm still not enough and I still got to achieve more. And so it's one of many tools in the book. So it's such an honor to share this with you, Allison, and just thank you so much. Thank you. I wish we had all the time in the world, but I want to honor your time. And I am just so grateful. I look forward to everyone taking a look at Worthy. It's going to be a life-changing read for everybody. Thank you. I'm excited. out in the world now and I can't. I'm so excited. (laughs) It has been like, it's my life's greatest work. I'm donating all the proceeds. It's like, amazing. I'm just so excited because I, I have this vision of every girl, every woman, every person believing they're worthy, like literally no person left behind. And I just imagine if we actually lived our lives with who God fully made us to be, oh my goodness, I imagine the businesses that would be started, the ideas that would be shared, the art that would be put out in the world, the healthy relationships that would form, the unhealthy relationships that would end. So I'm so excited and 
There's lots of like free gifts on worthybook.com and you can get it anywhere books are sold. It's at Target, which I'm so excited about and independent bookstores. And yeah, it's just an honor to to share it with you. And, and thank you so much again. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The Best of You. It would mean so much if you take a moment to subscribe. You can go to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click the plus or follow button. That will ensure you don't miss an episode and it helps get the word out to others. While you're there, I'd love it if you leave your five-star review. I look forward to seeing you back here next Thursday. And remember, as you become the best of who you are, you honor God, you heal others, and you stay true to your God-given self.